Welcome to the podcast from Heartache to Healing and Hope. Season two, Weathering the Storm, Cultivating Kindness. And I'm your host, Bernadette Winters-Bell. Welcome everyone. This is Bernadette Winters-Bell at the podcast from Heartache to Healing and Hope. And in this, the second season, Weathering the Storm, Cultivating Kindness, I want you to meet someone special, Michaela Gallo. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I'm going to take um, a leap here and say that of the two of us, you know yourself the best. (laughs) So do me a favor and introduce yourself to my audience. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Michaela Gallo. I live in central New York, um, East Meredith, New York, and I just bought a home recently, um, kind of mid-pandemic, very strange, but uh, it's working out. (laughs) Um, And I also just started my own photography business at the start of this year, which is also very strange timing in in the midst of kind of a chaotic year, but um, I'm very, very excited about it. And so glad I did that because it's what I'm passionate about for sure. That's terrific. Well, you know, the first year we were in the pandemic and my series then was called Same Storm, Different Boats. And we were just trying to figure it all out. It was more like survival than anything else. And then when we start to realize we're just going to keep getting maybe different evolutions of what's going on, we have to be able to live life in the, in the interim, you know? Yeah. Uh, so what were you doing pre having your own business? Yeah. So um, it's a really interesting story. I could probably go, go really far back. I'll start, I'll start kind of at college. So um, I originally went to school for photography and then I ended up taking a gap couple of years travel time. So I had started school at SUNY New Paltz and I was going there for photography, which I was so excited to be doing at the time. And it was really what I was passionate about and still am passionate about. And then um, I had taken a couple of years off and I um, went back to school at SUNY Oneonta. Tell me where you travel to. Yeah. um, So I took a couple of years off and I moved out to Arizona um, and I lived in Tucson for two years. And I took a couple trips across the country throughout that time. Um, and it was really fun, um, really a period of growth. I mean, I'm still kind of growing too, <laughs> as I am now, but um, it was, it was really, it was really fun and a time for, I had just turned 21. So I was just kind of coming into my twenties, um, having fun and exploring. Um, and I had worked out there on a therapy ranch, which was really impactful and powerful. And so when I moved back to New York, I decided to go into sociology and do more of the social work route. And I got my degree in sociology with a minor in art because I really wanted to continue doing artsy things. And that's, you know, sociology, fascinating, fascinating. With the therapy you were doing out there, was it hypnotherapy with the horses? It wasn't. I, so I was working a summer camp with kiddos who were in behavioral health and had some um, 
different family situations going on, or they lived in group homes and different things going on in their, in their lives. So we did, I worked a a camp over the summer and that was really awesome. So we did a lot of outdoor activities with them, um, a lot of group work. We worked with the horses on the ranch and the goats and the chickens kind of helping facilitate a conversation around you know how do we care for animals how do we care for ourselves that type of language and then um during the winter months there which it's not really winter like it is in new york (laughs) um we i was doing job coaching so i worked with um people who had developmental disabilities and I did a lot of job coaching on the ranch with them. So teaching them how to take care of animals and how to have job skills and, and work in a workplace. Well, you learn so much when you're helping others or teaching them. It's interesting what we learn about ourselves. It's not, and it's a two way street. Of course, when you give, you get, you know, Oh, so that's fascinating. So you come back here and you study sociology. Love it. And what what did you minor in? I minored in art, um, but took photography classes and a a couple drawing classes. Um, I love to draw. It's just not really uh, as fulfilling, I would say, as photography is. Um, I really like the hands working and um I really really love black and white darkroom film photography that's kind of where my passion started in in New Paltz and then continued at Oneonta and I would love to build a dark room <laughs> at my that's house old school. I love it <laughs> yeah yeah very very old school I yeah it's it's my favorite it's because it's so um it's happening before your eyes. You're, you're the one really controlling all the elements. And it's not, it's not as much like that with digital. I would say it's a little bit more. um, I don't know. It's like, I I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's not as raw. It doesn't feel as, as natural in a sense. No, it's absolutely true because when uh, you and I sit and talk, if we were doing it in person, uh, we'd have a different energy than we have on Zoom. And not that this is great, but it's different than in person, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, so it's like that, you know? Yeah, right. Definitely. So uh, the art you you do is, is it drawing? Um, Pencil drawing or watercolors, what do you like? Yeah, I, so I did a lot of figure, I took a couple figure drawing classes and I really love, I love, like when I do photography, my specialty is people. So Mm -hmm. I I love figure drawing because it's people and I love the human body and the Uh, form. So that's what I was really drawn to. But I also, I love watercolors too. I just think when um, I start playing with color, when I'm drawing and painting, it's a bit more technical same with photography when you throw color in there it's a bit more technical and um that's why I think I also love black and white is it's just kind of to the point it's not as much going on your eye isn't drawn in all these different directions you're kind of just seeing it as it is and and what it is it's oh I love that and I also could see from your perspective as the artist um, that your eye goes to different places, even when you're taking the pictures with the colors and how does the light and did, 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 and you're just using black and white. And of course, all the shades of gray that go there right. uh, is, is more stark. Um, and you take away 
um, the things that you don't feel matter in that picture, whether it's the color or the textures or whatever it is that doesn't. Black and white photos are always more, what's the word for me? Maybe dramatic. I was just going to say that. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. It, it absolutely feels that way. And maybe it's because we see color all the time, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. that's it. You know, one time I was working at a hospice um, and, you know, serious work and all that stuff. Um, and I've done it for a long time and, but I'm not that serious. Um, and I walked into the admissions office and I had on a bright green winter coat and hat somebody made me. And she said, you know, this is like being in the Wizard of Oz <laughs> when it's all in black and white and you show up in your technical. <laughs> and I don't really think she meant it as a compliment, but I took it as one because I thought, yeah, it's a great But it was jarring perhaps for them. They were in black and white and thinking what they're thinking, doing what they're doing. So I could appreciate as the artist you know, how that works for you. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think it also just draws you into the way light moves in a space a little bit more too. Um, but I mean, color is, is really beautiful as well. I think working now in the field with clients and working with other people, not so many people are drawn to black and white photography as much as they are with color because they're so used to seeing color day to day and they want to see their images in color, but uh, I can't help myself. And I provide black and white copies for all the color pictures I send to clients because I love it. <laughs> it's, and it gives yeah. them options that perhaps they didn't even know they wanted to look at or choose yeah. among, you know? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So when you came back here, mm -hmm. uh, after you got your degree, what did you find yourself doing? Yeah, I was just going to go back to that. So I finished with sociology and I ended up kind of taking a few months off. I was doing some waitressing on the side just to make money. And um, I ended up working for opportunities for Otsego and I did um, some social work there. So I was kind of their community educator for the violence intervention program. And I would go into the school. It was kind of heavier work than I might have wanted at the time, but um, I enjoyed it. It was fulfilling at times. It was, so I would go into schools and teach kiddos K through 12 um, about how to prevent domestic violence within the household by teaching personal body safety lessons and how to have healthy relationships. And um, I did a couple internet safety courses, just stuff along those lines. And then, yeah, and I would also go out into the, like, the community to teach or provide information about the program as well. So people had their information. Love it. Love it. And then did you work there until recently or how did that go? Yep. So I was there um, in the pandemic. So I had, I'm trying to remember specifics. I graduated in 2018, I want to say, 19. I don't know. I said, <laughs> it's like, 18, 19, something like that. Yeah, something like that. I graduated and then I took some time off and then I ended up going to work there. And so I had worked there. I, I just remember specifically starting in around October, September, October, and then worked there until 
February, March hit, and that's when the pandemic started. Um, and while I was there, they said that I could, I still had my job. Um, and, but they told me I couldn't work. It was a really interesting scenario. I think they were still navigating all of the technicalities and, um, I was grant, my position was grant funded. So it was strictly based on what the grant would support and provide. Um, so I wasn't at that point allowed to bring any of the computers or anything home with me. So I wasn't able to work at home and nobody was able to go into the offices at that point around March when the pandemic was hitting. So I had two months of kind of leave, but they were still supporting me financially. And then after that, you know, it was kind of like, all right, we'll be back in a week. All right, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. All right, we're not going back for a while. So um, once they found out that we wouldn't be going back into the buildings, they were like, okay, you can work from home, obviously. Um, and so they provided me with those things. And then I worked from home. And then um, fast forward, I was working from home all of last year. And that I'm just trying to like figure it all. It's been a whirlwind. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I, I ended up leaving that position in May of this year. May beginning of May was my last hurrah there. And and had you planned then to start your own business? Um, it was I so I'm realizing now I am a very um what's the word? Um, I don't want to call myself irrational, but I definitely jump on things a little bit without thinking too quickly. Um, yeah. What, wait, what did you say? Spontaneous. Yeah. Spontaneous. That's a good word. It sounds better. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It's a little bit softer. Um, so I am a little bit spontaneous and I remember just being like, you know, this work is powerful work, but it's not fulfilling. And um, I've always really loved photography. And, you know, why do I keep holding myself back? I so last year around November time, I did a photography sort of online summit. Um, There's this photographer based out of Australia, who provided um, just for $7, anybody could sign up for like, 48 hours worth of photographers teaching different skills. It was really cool. I don't know how I stumbled upon it, but I was like, wow. Yeah, I, it was, it was amazing. So I was like, why not? I'll just learn some stuff. And right after that, I was like, I'm doing this. Like I need to do this. This is what I'm passionate about. I love this. So I ended up starting to advertise myself as a photographer in the area is something I never really did before because I was just so self-conscious and didn't have the confidence. Um, and I ended up booking up my summer with weddings and ended up quitting in May because I couldn't handle both jobs. So it was kind of, it, it trickled down into it and happened fluidly, but quickly for sure. You know, it's interesting. Some of the things that we learned from the pandemic is things can change in a nanosecond. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> We've heard that before. Um, in different generations, it was things stop on a dime and all that. But the, this is really the truth. And if not now, when? 
someday when I feel more confident, when I get around to it, you know, all that kind of stuff. No, let me try now when maybe I don't have as many obligations, you know, and here you are feeling more confident starting the business and buying a house. I mean, this is great stuff. Yeah. It's overwhelming for sure. At times, I think when I I'm able to sit in my reflection moments and be Mm -hmm. like, well, this is kind of, this is what my life is right now. It's a, it's a little um, like you're on a boat in the water and you're not sure if it's going to tip over or not. So it it definitely can feel a little wobbly and a little um, just navigating your own business and your own income and, and making sure that it's, consistently coming in and and all of those things when when you buy a house and you have these other financial obligations as well can be a bit overwhelming but I'm I wouldn't trade it I'm so I'm so glad (laughs) you know it's interesting somehow we think that when we work for someone else and we're guaranteed supposedly an income uh, that that's safe well it has safety factors for sure but that can stop anytime also. Mm -hmm. And then we would feel like, hmm, someone has harmed us or abandoned us or, you know, didn't live up to our dream, (laughs) whatever that was. And when we start to invest in ourselves and they're like, okay, I'm going to try this, you know, and I'm passionate about this, which of course the love shows when we do something right that we're passionate about. Wow, this is terrific. So what's the name of your business now? Um, Michaela Gallo Photography. It's just my name, photography, very simple. Um, (laughs) I think if I want to start growing and doing more other sort of things with my business, I'm not sure if I'm going to change that just because I, I have, you know, once you start, you don't like stop with all the ideas, they start flowing and you, you get more and more. It's like, okay, how can I make my property into something profitable? Like, where can I go with it? You know? Um, so I think, yeah, for now and for a while, it will be a Michaela Gallo photography, but I have things stored up here. <laughs> Terrific. Well, isn't that great that those creative juices get moving? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the light of cultivating kindness, because I can see how you're weathering the storm. <laughs> um, do you find that that's been needed for you or necessary or helps in your work? Um. Yeah, I, um, so like cultivating kindness within myself or. That's a start. We'll go there. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, well, so as being a business owner who works primarily with others and clients constantly, um, and, you know, learning I've worked with others you know my whole life like with social work and doing um waitressing and all of that sort of customer service type of thing I think I inherently am a very big people pleaser so I definitely 100% want to make sure that whatever experiences my clients are having it's always a good one. Um, and I try to be as communicative as possible. So I definitely 
care so much about what's going on with everybody else. And I think at times I neglect what's going on within myself, <laughs> as we tend to do as people pleasers and, and humans. Um, and I think women sometimes absolutely to do right. that more. <laughs> um, so I, I think right now um, I'm in the thick of my season. September and October are super, super busy. So I think finding time for me to take care of myself and be a little bit nicer to myself has been a bit of a challenge for sure. Yeah. Um, Here's an image to think of in that respect. Uh, So I talk to people in my practice about, imagine there's a pie. So I imagine when we're younger, the pie is bigger, but thinner. Mm -hmm. And as we get older, uh, it moves in, but gets thicker with experiences and challenges and new things we learn and everything like that. But this is the pie of your energy and your time and your focus, everything. Yeah. There's only so many slices that'll come out of this pie. Now you could cut them really, really, really thin. That's true. You could have 400 weeny, weeny, weeny little slices. Um, but if you give 75% to work on a regular week and maybe 85% in September or October. And that leaves 15% to your home, perhaps your partner to working on things. You know, what does that leave you? A percent, 2%, you know, it's not a big slice. Right. And when we run with only that small amount or a deficit, you know, when we're getting going and we give a lot and sometimes we run beyond what we have to give, it, you know, you, you lose something there, you know, and the roosters come home to roost and you find yourself like, oh, I'm so yeah. tired. I don't know if I could go on. Right. Yeah. And that's when our immune systems are triggered um, that we haven't been taken care of, you know, um, and get sick, you know, now maybe normally it would be a cold every year, let's say, if you're working at that pace and then it becomes the flu. Well, we all can't afford, I believe to be running at deficits with the pandemic and the Delta, the Delta variant and whatever else is out there. Yeah. I'm so, I mean, personally from, a therapist perspective, I'm thrilled to hear that you're thinking about what piece of the pie you're going to give to yourself so you can do all the other things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I This morning, I, I had woke up and I was like, I need to take care of myself a little bit here. And I went for a run. I don't, um, I was also thinking, you know, I don't practice consistency enough in my lifestyle. And I'm realizing that in a lot of avenues of my life. Um, and so I don't consistently work out, but when I do, it's great and I feel good. And um, so I, I was running this morning and I was just, I, after the run, I started walking and I just started crying and it was like so healing, but also so like, what is going on right now, you know, and trying to kind of feel all of the feelings that I've been storing in my body for sure. Um, and it's, it feels so good to cry. <laughs> like it feels so good to let yourself just cry. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that that didn't scare you. You know, I tell people in my practice that I give extra points for tears and I actually mean that. 
And when they tell me they're crying, I'm like, hey. yeah. Because first of all, I, I know that we all take our emotions and thoughts and stuff them down because we don't have time, energy, desire to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And we act like we have a hole at the bottom of our foot, you know, and I'm not checking anybody. And it's all going to come rushing out, which of course it doesn't. It just gets bigger and deeper and denser. And then somebody says, how are you? That's yeah. Right. And yeah. so it's coming out. Yeah. Now, are you going to let it out like you allowed today? Yeah. Or is it going to jump out when you're not expecting it and don't want it? You know, the other thing is, is and every woman knows this, you know, the relief and release that you feel at the end of a good cry. Well, one of the reasons we do is our body has made the toxins come out in our tears. You know, that's the science of it. Yeah. Why do we feel better? The junk's coming out, you know? Yeah. 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 So that's a terrific, and we don't have to know what it is that's coming out and all that other stuff. Just let it go out, you know? So yeah. Totally. And I think there's such a big stigma um, within our society that if you cry, you're weak, you know, women cry, you're so emotional. There's just kind of just a lot going on with the um, essence of crying. And I think there's times where I'm a, I'm a very openly emotional person. So when I'm with people and they're like, Hey, how are you? What's going on? I'm very like, I'm not okay. (laughs) Or, and I talk about it kind of, but I, I sometimes will feel, you know, when I'm in the presence of others, I can't really fluidly cry. And maybe it's just tears. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Um, so, yeah, just <laughs> but but when I was alone, I was just like really letting it letting myself feel it. And I honestly like I it's great to be among a therapist and I should really go to therapy because I think that would be very helpful for me at this point but I realized the other day in my kitchen I was kind of like talking to myself like I was to a therapist and I was <laughs> explaining everything that was going on just in my head right. as if I had a therapist there with me and it was great but it was like gosh I gotta go to therapy <laughs> we don't ever realize until we do something like that how much is in there yeah the other thing is is the talk that we're having with ourselves as you learned um, goes around and around and we're the only one putting input into it, mm-hmm. which may not be the full scope of what is important, which is the reason that we talk to friends or family, right. but they have um, their perspective. And as you know, crying in front of other people just scares the little panties off of them, you know, because people are like, oh yeah, his tissue. Yeah. Yeah. In essence means blow your nose and stop crying. Right. <laughs> Because they don't know what to do with it. You know, right. they're not just, oh, she's crying. That's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, right. Yeah, totally. Um, and, you know, it's really interesting. I had the last time I went to therapy, I saw somebody who I didn't see again. Um, and, I, and I cried during the session and I felt judged. And I don't think, you know, it was a good fit at that. And I didn't go back to this person. But um, at the end of the session, they were like, you know, you seem really depressed. And I was like, oh, that was the straw for me. Like, wow, that wasn't helpful. To learn crying depressed. Right? Yeah, like I was just kind of like, this wow. isn't, no, <laughs> maybe I am, but I don't want to hear you say that to me right now on the first session. <laughs> If you go someplace and it's safe, yeah, or you feel it's safe, you should be able to cry. I mean, that's that should be yeah. allowable, of course. 
Totally. So when you go and uh, doing your photography and people might be nervous, how yeah. do you, what kind of kindness do you express to them? Because I can just tell you're such a kind person. Yeah. How do you put them at ease? Um, yeah. So I've had a lot of people reach out. Well, so how do I know what's going on with them unless they tell me, right? So um, I've had a few people reach out to me and say, hey, I'm a little nervous about our session. Like what, what's going on? So what I tell them when they reach out to me, hey, it's going to be so much fun. Like I have all of these techniques that I do to make sure that it's going to be a, a good time and you're not going to feel nervous. Like I'm a very weird and open person, so I'm going to make it fun and playful, but I kind of match where you're at. So um, I like to use a lot of like a lot of people feel a little bit more self-conscious in the areas of what do I do with my hands? Where do I put my body? Like, how do I pose kind of thing? What so, do I do? It's perfect. Yeah. What, how do I look? Yeah. And I get that. Like, I always feel really uncomfortable in front of a camera. Like right now I worry in front of a camera. I look at myself, but it's, it's, you know, it's off putting. Okay, looking straight ahead. You're doing great. Yeah. 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 So I, I understand that, that right. um, uncomfortableness. So I like to use a lot of movement with my poses and I tell them, you know, I don't, I don't do some, some of the stricter posing. We can do that if you want, but I like to do a lot of things where if it's a couple, you're interacting with each other, you're interacting with your family. It's like, I'm a fly on the wall kind of thing. I want it to feel more lifestyle. I want you to look at these images and feel like, wow, this is me. This is my family. This is us. So it's much so, more natural and organic to who they are. Yeah. And yeah. I like to be more fluid in, in that. So I'll do that. If it's a more one-on-one -on -one thing. So portrait, just one person. Um, I'll have them move, like run towards the camera and kind of doing movement stuff elicits just a natural smile, like a natural sort of fluid. Sure. I keep saying the word fluid, but it's true. It's like, it's, it's just this natural feeling of comfort. And then you feel kind of silly doing it. So you laugh and you feel giggly. So I do stuff like that. Um, and, I, and I tell my clients, what they're going to expect from me at a session in that sense to ease the nerves. Um, I will bring music if they feel like the silence is uncomfortable. Um, and I also just, if I feel like maybe it's a little bit awkward or uncomfortable, I'll kind of set my camera down and just talk to them and I'll just, you know, we'll take a second and hang out for a bit. Like, I like to schedule my sessions so it's not like I have a session back to back to back. Like if I have a session one day, that's my session for the day. And I try to give that my time and my energy. Um, I do have like set time limits on sessions, but I don't know. I'm not the type of person to be like, oh, hours up, like you're gone kind of thing. I don't I don't feel like that's cool. It is, it's wonderful that you're willing to do that in this new business and to say, okay, in my mind, I have this set time. Yeah. But because you know, someone else is not coming seven minutes later, um, that you can be more relaxed. Yeah. So how do you keep yourself creative or the process creative? Do you have other projects do you work on or how does that work for you? Yeah, this is such a great question. Um, so I've definitely felt myself a little bit burnt out at moments of losing that spark of creativity and kind of feeling like the monotonous, okay, this feels like the same session I did last week and it's like the same thing. But um, if I'm feeling that way, I will research and I'll look up um, 
other pose ideas, or I'll look up locations that I could go to with new clients, or I'll look up like different different photographers work in their style to see who, which I thought I feel inspired by um, just to see what they're doing so that I can get some inspiration from them. I think like the first thing to do if you're an artist is to really dive into what you find is your inspiration through other people's work. Because if you don't do that, then where are you going to get the, I mean, maybe you get the inspo from the way the light moves during the day, which I do too, but I think other artists have so much to offer and I love looking at other artists' work. So I do a lot of that, but I also am in the midst of planning um, a creative styled shoot later this month. And I'm going to be working with a lot of local businesses, which I feel like give a lot of inspiration for me as well. I really want to try to build community and, and support other businesses And if I can do that with my work, that's really cool. So I'm excited about that. And that creative is all of the businesses working together or promoting one another? Yeah, essentially. So um, it's a styled shoe, which I have a lot of ideas for it. I'm not going to say too much because I'm not so sure how it's all going to unfold at the moment. And it's sort of like in the beginning processes of coming together, but um, I'm collaborating with uh, Hyde Hall outside of Cooperstown, New York, mm-hmm. and um, we're hosting it there. And then I have a few other businesses supplying clothing and uh, flowers, and it's going to take place at Hyde Hall. So all of the, all of the images is going to be a collaboration of the people who come together, model the clothes, model the flowers and everything like that to use for advertisement purposes. So all it's just a collaboration. Like I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not like, you know, nobody is expecting that. So it's just a very creative time for everybody to come together and, and kind of get a piece of the pie essentially. (laughs) Exactly. I just love it. You know, here in Oneonta and, um, you are working, you're talking about a place north of here and live nearby. Um, So there was a a boutique here, Transitions Boutique with Jill and Meek. Oh God, so sad that place went. But one of the things Jill did when she was open is she would go around the corner of the Green Toad bookstore and work with Jim and put big uh, mannequins in the window and dress them up with things from her shop that went with a particular cookbooks or mysteries or things like that. And they would feature the clothes and the books in a different way, you know, and it was different businesses supporting one another. Oh, it makes it so interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely wonderful. Wow. This is terrific. So how do people find you? I know people are going to want to know about booking a session. So how do they find you? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so it's just my name, M-I-K-A-L-A-G-A-L-L-O, Michaela Gallo photo, uh, P-H-O-T-O, <laughs> just to spell it all out. Um, at, that's my Instagram hashtag or not hashtag my Instagram handle. So Michaela Gallo photo. And then I have a website as well, but I am hoping to do a lot of work on that. Um, I can share that now, but it, it might go under for some rebooting soon. So it's just Michaela Gallo photography.com. 
And then if you would like to email me, it's photo at gmail.com. Love it. Wonderful. All right. One last question. What gives you hope for the future? Oh, gosh, you're going to leave me that, that last question. <laughs> you know, if we don't have hope, what do we have? Right, right. Um, what gives me hope for the future? Oof. Um, well, personally, I'm really excited for everybody who has supported me and is looking forward to working with me. And that really, really motivates me. So when I have people who reach out and they say they are inspired by my work and they like my work, that gives me a lot of hope for sure. Um, but on a, I guess, more larger picture, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I want to give like a bigger, bigger answer. Like I, I'm very hopeful for all the people who are putting in the work and, and doing the things that they love and are passionate. I think being in a world with passionate people is really powerful. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> and good news. No one's ever given that answer before. So it's great. <laughs> awesome. Kale, <laughs> I want to thank you. You've been an excellent guest. You will give hope uh, to people who are thinking about doing something about their passion and who perhaps have a job that they can't have anymore or don't want anymore and has been maybe feeding their their stomach, but they need something to feed their soul on a, on a bigger level. And I think you're going to give them some motivation and wow, so, some uh-huh. inspiration. So thank you so much for being a guest here on the podcast from heartache feeling and hope. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. This has been Absolutely. so great. <laughs> Ooh, terrific. Okay. We're all good. Thank you. Thanks.